What's happening, everybody? On today's show, takeaways from what many of the SEC coaches had to say on Monday following their Week 11 games as the season starts to wind down. We also have game times announced for the final regular season week of SEC football and some basketball nuggets as well. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. I'm Chris Gordy. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Around the conference. And we start with the SEC championship game. It has been set. Georgia will take on LSU and a rematch of the 2019 title game. These two teams have met a handful of times already in Atlanta, but that will be December 3rd coming up in Atlanta in just a couple of weeks. There are still some regular season games left to be played, but there's some sports books out there already setting the odds. I've seen one that has Georgia as a 15-and-a-half-point favorite over LSU. Crazy to think that if it was Georgia-Alabama, it would be a lot closer, although Alabama has had their issues, their struggles this year, but uh, Georgia, heavy, heavy favorite. So if you feel inclined, go jump on LSU plus the points if you think they can cover. LSU, they improved to 8-2 overall this week with the win over Arkansas, 6-1 and one in SEC play. Meanwhile, Georgia, they got their road win over Mississippi State, and they remain undefeated 7-0 overall, 10-0 uh, overall, 7-0 in SEC play. Uh, Georgia, of course, remained number one in the AP poll. LSU moved up to number six. We'll get the latest college football playoff rankings on Tuesday night. Meanwhile, over at LSU, Brian Kelly talking about the sensational start that Harold Perkins, his true freshman linebacker, has had, but he said it's thanks in part to the entire defensive line. He said that the goal is to flush Perkins outside and that means B.J. Ojolari, Ali Gay, Jaqueline Roy, those guys up front have to play their part. Kelly also singled out on Monday at Jaqueline Roy, saying he probably had his best game of the year. But he said other guys like Makai Wingo, the transfer from Mizzou, has played a big role. Micah Baskerville at linebacker. Really, all those guys played well this past week against Arkansas. But uh, Brian Kelly said, yeah, spying Earl Perkins on a lot of these running mobile quarterbacks has helped out. Worked against Jackson Dart, worked against Bryce Young, and worked against Malik Hornsby this past weekend. So uh, certainly a weapon there's a true freshman for LSU. By the way, Brian Kelly continues to uh, count his cash this season. He's already making a ton of money in his salary, but he earned a $75,000 bonus for winning the SEC West title. And among other bonuses along the way this season, has made about half a million in bonuses throughout the year beat Alabama, beat Ole Miss. So, having a great season in your one in the SEC. Meanwhile, on the other side, Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs, they got a little shot in the arm in recent weeks with Jalen Carter getting back in there after missing some time with injury. And he has been phenomenal. Defensive end Tramel Walthor talking this week about Carter, saying just brings us more energy, more confidence in the defense and having him back in there. One other guy 
Walthorpe pointed out was freshman linebacker Jalen Walker. He said he's a young player, developmental player, extremely uh, extremely athletic. You just got to make sure he knows his assignment and his role on each play. But uh, Walker had five tackles uh, over appearances in the Vanderbilt and South Carolina games. Meanwhile, over on Rocky Top, Josh Heupel talking with the media and was asked about Hendon Hooker and his name coming up in the Heisman Trophy conversation. And Heupel said, look, he's playing at a high level as I've ever had anybody. As uh, I've had Heisman guys before and said he's in complete command of what we're doing. When you look at the efficiency of how he's playing, the ability to take care of the football, the dynamic plays he makes, Got to go play the right way the last couple weeks and hope he has that opportunity, and I believe he should. Hooker, by the way, 71% completion percentage this year, 24 touchdowns, just two interceptions, closing in on 3,000 yards, has over 400 rushing yards to go with five rushing touchdowns. So, look, don't know if he's going to win it, but Hendon Hooker certainly belongs in the Heisman conversation and uh, I think deserves a trip to New York, certainly. Meanwhile, over at Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin still frustrated following their close loss to Alabama this past week and uh, was frustrated with the officiating, particularly uh, some of those penalties uh, that were either called or not called and some of those big hits on Jackson Dart, including the one that ripped his helmet off. As Monday press conference, Kiffin reacted this way. Um, Kiffin had retweeted some plays where Jackson Dart was hit after the whistle on his social media he said yeah you probably missed me by a day I probably would have said a lot of different things yesterday I probably would have said a lot of different things but like I said we're putting that game behind us we can't go back and win the game by calling a different play changing something so it is what it is but he said obviously the Jackson part and after the whistle stuff was disappointing I talked to his mom had to apologize even though it was out of our control she mentioned it's a shame her son gets treated different based on what SEC program that he's at on game day and protected differently. It is what it is. Move on. Let's make sure that quote she said, I really don't want to get fined today. You can't find me for what somebody else says. So, again, Kiffin directing the quote to Jackson Dart's mom saying that the officiating was a little biased because they were playing Alabama. Blaine Kiffin saying, look, I didn't say it. She said it. So a creative way there to get his point across at his press briefing. Meanwhile, speaking of Alabama, the Crimson Tide, uh, they are at 8-2 and two and trying to get right and finish this season strong. One of the big players who stepped up for them this season is wide receiver Ja'Cory Brooks and Nick Saban gave him some praise this week. Ja'Cory, uh, Saban said Ja'Cory Brooks has really played well for us. The guy is a dog. Obviously, Alabama's receiving core has not had that dog so much this year with uh, you know, think of all the studs that they've had in recent years. and Been kind of looking for that big guy to step up, but Nick Saban giving some praise for Ja'Cory Brooks, saying he's got that dog in him. Over at the Hogs, Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks trying to get back over 500, sitting at 5-5 five and five this week. They're going to host Ole Miss in Fayetteville. They will wrap up the season at Mizzou next Friday. Pittman said, uh, we're disappointed with where we are. We can either wallow in it or we can go get bowl eligible. I think you saw Saturday our team wants to uh, play in the postseason. I think you will see that again on Saturday. Pittman was asked about expectations and fans being frustrated with the losses to Liberty and Texas A&M. He said it's a great thing. Even if Arkansas was 10-0, people would be complaining. He said that just comes with the job. It is what it is. You know that 
wins last year over Mississippi State and LSU could have gone the other way. And uh, he said, look, we haven't been able to win those close games this year. We're going to have to figure out how to win these close games, and you have to learn how to do that every year. If you don't, your record's going to be from 9-10 wins to 6 or 5, and that's just how it is. Over on the swamp, Billy Napier and his Florida Gators celebrating their win, and uh, Napier was on the SEC Network this week with Peter Burns and Chris Doring, and he said, Saturday against South Carolina is the first time I really felt like, okay, hey, this is the type of team that we want to have. Felt more like what we intended to be from the very beginning of the season. Just the energy, the sideline, the team throughout the week. I thought by far it was the best week of practice we've had. The energy, I think that unique culture that we've had in the past is coming to life here. When your team's playing well, that's when things are a lot of fun. The Gators will uh, travel to Vanderbilt this week for a noon Eastern kickoff on the SEC Network. So we'll see if Billy Napier can finish strong. Speaking of those Vanderbilt Commodores team that was not so lucky this past week. The Kentucky Wildcats, Mark Stoops. Stoops talking with the media on Monday, said he understands fan frustration. He said there are no excuses. Gave credit to Vanderbilt for outplaying and outcoaching them. He said we had chances, but put ourselves in positions and didn't make plays. Ultimately, uh, we need to coach and play better. Stoops added that he acknowledges that he knows people are angry and want answers, so he's not sticking his head in the sand. So he's also not going to have any knee-jerk reaction about the team right now. He noticed about 10 minutes into his presser they hadn't said anything about Georgia and laughed and added, I don't think I have to say anything about them, but uh, that game will be set for 3.30 Eastern on CBS this Saturday in Lexington. Get some more news going on around the conference in just a second. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Again, coming up next, we'll get back into more news going on around the conference. But first, uh, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. You can order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind throughout the holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report, our third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response you can arm or disarm on the simply safe app you can unlock the door for guests access your cameras adjust system settings it's all right there for you don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we recommend you get 50 percent off any new simply safe system at simplysafecom slash locked on college this is their biggest discount offer of the year it's almost over so don't wait that is simply safe s-i-m-p-l-i safe.com slash locked on college there is no safe like Simply Safe. Roll along here, locked on SEC. And man, we've had so much to get into with uh, going on around the conference, so much news and notes, and uh, figured we would just jump right back into it. And uh, first, we got to start with. Some of the SEC players of the week that the, uh, the conference announced. Offensive player of the week this week. Yeah, two guys in there. Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. Hooker, of course, played his final game at Neyland Stadium. Accounted for 
405 yards of total offense and four touchdowns. And Mike Wright over at Vanderbilt led Vandy to their first SEC victory since October of 2019 in beating Kentucky. He had 126 rushing yards, 184 passing yards, and that clutch touchdown in the final seconds. Defensive player of the week, it was Harold Perkins at LSU. The true freshman tied the LSU record with four sacks and what was one of the best all-around games for a Tiger defender in school history. Special teams player of the week, Will Reichard over at Alabama, scored 12 points and came up clutch in the 30-24 win over Ole Miss in Oxford, connecting on all three of his field goal attempts from 39, 23, and 49 yards uh, two of those coming in the fourth quarter. Your freshman of the week in the SEC, Florida running back Trevor Etienne, career high 100 yards on the ground, his first 100-yard game of his career. His 85-yard touchdown run was the seventh longest touchdown run in school history and the longest by a Florida player since LaMichael Pirine back in 2019. Offensive lineman of the week, Cooper Mays, the Tennessee center, and Osiris Torrance, the offensive guard at Florida. Great week by them. Defensive lineman of the week, Two of them, Byron Young at Alabama, we talked about him this week, had a career-high 11 tackles and two sacks in Oxford. And Colby Wooden, defensive lineman at Auburn, who wreaked havoc on the A&M offensive line, had a sack. It was his sixth of the season, had a forced fumble, his third of the year, and had a game-high three quarterback pressures. So shout-out to all those folks who were your SEC Players of the Week team by the conference. Very outstanding effort by all of them. All right, some other news going on around the conference Texas A&M Aggies not having a great season. Paul Feinbaum talking about the state of the program with uh, Greg McElroy and Cole Kublick on their show, Jocks FM, on Monday. Paul Feinbaum said, I think it's one of the most critical moments I've seen in a football game in a long time. I think the smartest thing, uh, A&M administrators are not oblivious to what is being said about this program. Feinbaum also said he doesn't see money as the object in this situation in terms of uh, if they want to buy out Jimbo Fisher, it's a lot of money. But, man, they have got to get things figured out. Texas A&M was without one of their best wide receivers at Auburn over the weekend in Moose Muhammad. We talked about it on the show earlier this week. Muhammad saying that uh, he was benched because he was wearing sleeves, and apparently it's a no-no in Jimbo Fisher's book. In his Monday press conference, Jimbo was asked about that. Uh, Fisher simply said uh, that was an internal issue in which we handled. We addressed it. We all talked and we're moving on. So Jimbo would not address the specifics of the situation. Meanwhile, Cadillac Williams still riding high after his big win over the weekend. First win as Auburn interim coach and in beating the Aggies. And Paul Feinbaum talked about uh, the job outlook for Auburn and could they keep Cadillac as the head coach and just build around him. Feinbaum said on Jocks FM, I think, Things have changed now because you're getting an opportunity to see what a coach's impact is on the players. First, you have to determine, are we overreacting to the moment because of the comatose level of excitement that Brian Harson brought? Probably, but that doesn't matter. If it's real, and only the people on that campus can tell you if it's real, I uh, said, I think you have to consider Carnell Williams today as a legitimate candidate for the head coaching job at Auburn. At his Monday press conference, uh, Cadillac was asked to ponder about it. He said, wow, um, that is a loaded question when asked uh, what was the best moment of the win on Saturday. So honestly, my favorite moment was to see those former players on the sideline, guys I fought with, I trained with, a lot of good memories, and it was just replaying through my mind. Great, great memories there. So 
congrats to uh, Cadillac Williams, and uh, we'll see if he can get a couple more Auburn wins here before the season winds down. Couple of SEC basketball nuggets. Yes, we got underway hoop season just a week ago. The AP men's basketball poll came out on Monday, and uh, not a lot of big games have been played just yet, but six SEC teams coming in in the AP poll. Number four, Kentucky. Number nine, Arkansas. Number 13, Auburn. Number 18, Alabama. And number 24, Texas A&M. Cracking into the top 25. Tennessee, a little bit of a disappointing game already to start the season uh, losing to Colorado so they got to get that fixed uh, others receiving votes Florida coming in there they got five votes for the uh, top 25 but uh, shout out to all those SEC teams we'll get into a little bit more hoops talk as we get into the spring months and uh, season really starts getting into particularly once we get into SEC play uh, one note on the Kentucky Wildcats, John Calipari and his squad getting set to play Michigan State tonight. They could be getting their star player back on Monday. Calipari told reporters that Oscar Shibway, who's been sidelined since he had a knee procedure last month, uh, was going to practice on Monday and said they would have a better idea on Tuesday if he would play. He said, my guess is he'll play in three to four minute stretches. Knowing him, he wants to play. Kentucky will also play Gonzaga this Saturday, so big, big uh, games here for Kentucky, but Shibway was the consensus men's college basketball player of the year last season coming into this year. It was a unanimous selection along with Gonzaga's Drew Timmy uh, as AP preseason All-America team members. And one other note for Kentucky Hoops, DJ Wagner, uh, the consensus number one uh, prospect in the class of 2023 has announced his commitment to Kentucky. So uh, he told ESPN that he would play for John Calipari, and that only adds to an elite class that Cal has signed for the 2023 group. Five stars, Justin Edwards, Aaron Bradshaw, Robert Dillingham, four-star Reed Shepard, all already in that class. And it's what Kentucky does. They just absolutely reload with uh, their basketball team. But, hey. There's some good competition going on around the SEC this year and some other teams that are absolutely loaded, like we talked about, Auburn and Arkansas. Some really, really good competition and uh, going to be fun basketball season. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listener every day. Coming up next, we'll take a look at some of the game times announced for the last regular season week of the SEC. Rivalry week, if you will. We'll get into that in just a second. But first, want to remind you guys about our friends at Bet Online. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball. They have got you covered over at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, They've got that up there as well. This football season is winding down. Basketball is just getting started, and they've got all the action up there for you, from lines to uh, over-unders, spreads, all of it right there at BetOnline. They are the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting fixed. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device. Check them out every day. It's the first thing I do. Get all your information right when you wake up. It is BetOnline. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. All right, continue on here, Locked On SEC, and uh, the SEC coming out with their kickoff times and TV info 
for rivalry week as football fans can get their holiday schedule set. I mean, what's so interesting about this is you got Thanksgiving, you know, team games are being played on Thursday and Friday, and a lot of your traveling. So you have to set your travel schedule. Hopefully you take with us with you and you're subscribing to Locked on SEC and listening us to us in the car while you're driving with your family, going to your in-law's house, your family's house, whatever. But let's take a look at it. This uh, starts off next week. So this is Thursday, November 24th. It will be the Egg Bowl Thanksgiving night, as it typically is, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern. It will be Mississippi State at Ole Miss, and that game will be a big one. Both those teams having nice years. Ole Miss, just slightly better year than Mississippi State, but Mike Leach and company, uh, not a bad year at 6-4. and four. And we'll see uh, if, uh, obviously, that game always means a lot to both fan bases. We'll see what inc- implications it has. Obviously, you get to go to a much better bowl game if you win that game. So that will be a fun one on Thanksgiving night on ESPN. Of course, the day after Thanksgiving, the Black Friday day, although – does anybody do the standard line thing at 6 a.m. anymore? I don't think you do. Amazon and a lot of those uh, apps have the Black Friday sales for you now. You don't have to go stand in the line in cold weather. But uh, next Friday, it'll be 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on CBS, the annual Arkansas-Missouri rivalry. That will be a good one and likely, you know, we'll see what happens with Mizzou this weekend, but likely playing for bowl eligibility there. Um, maybe Arkansas too, so we'll see. Uh, what that game has on the line once we get to next week. And then the night game. I like this. A night game on fr- next Friday on ABC, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. It is Billy Napier's Florida Gators at Florida State. So, of course, big rivalry game. And uh, we'll get treated to that one on Friday night football a week from this Friday. And then the Saturday slate, like we mentioned, it is rivalry week. Next Saturday, November 26th, early on at 11 Central, 12 Eastern on ABC, you'll get South Carolina at Clemson. Tough, tough game there for Shane Beamer's crew, although uh, Clemson did take a loss in recent weeks. That's going to be a tough one. Also at 12.30 Eastern, it'll be the annual Georgia Tech uh, versus Georgia game. That'll be in Athens on ESPN, and a tough, tough game there for Georgia Tech. They got obliterated last year. Probably going to happen again. At uh, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on the SEC Network, it'll be the Louisville Cardinals taking on Kentucky in their annual rivalry game. That'll be a big one for Mark Stoops to finish out their season. Also at uh, 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern on CBS, it is the annual Iron Bowl as Auburn takes on Alabama. You almost wish the way that Cadillac Williams had that crowd going on Auburn, you almost wish this was a home game for Auburn because, you know, maybe that would give them a chance with the crowd behind them. But... It'll be a tough one going to Tuscaloosa. Nick Saban and his group trying to uh, finish this season strong, so you know they're going to be ready. And then into the night games at 6 Central, 7 Eastern. It'll be LSU taking on AM and College Station on ESPN. That game's, you know, it's it's been a little bit closer in recent years. It's a very lopsided rivalry game that LSU has dominated, but who knows? AM season's going terrible. Terribly, that could be their Super Bowl. They could put all their eggs in the basket and say, let's just try to beat LSU, and at least it'll put some positivity on the end of this season and uh, maybe ruin LSU's chances at the playoff because, let's be real, if they lose to AM and then they beat Georgia in the SEC title game, they're not putting a three-loss LSU team in the playoff. So could play spoiler there if you're an Aggie fan. And then the other night game 
6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. It'll be Tennessee at Vanderbilt on the SEC Network. And before you laugh or chuckle, hey, Vandy just got a win over Kentucky. They, they got their first SEC win in a couple of years. I think Tennessee 5-5 five and five in the last 10 matchups with Vandy, so who knows. But Hennon Hooker and the way that Josh Heibel offense is humming right now, RIP to Vandy. That's going to be a really, really tough one. And so those are your games next uh, week for week 13 in the SEC. Hard to believe that we're already here at the end of the regular season and kind of depressing, but we'll get to see a lot of playoff action. We'll get to see a lot of good bowl games, and uh, we'll certainly bring you all the coverage on all that stuff covering all things SEC in the coming weeks. want to remind you guys, thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen. For your next listen, go check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.